0: Hi, everybody.
1: I'm John. And I'm Ann. And this is John, John and Ann's Wrestling
0: Anne. Podcast. Okay. I was running. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. It's the very first John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast of 2024.
1: That's right. This is
0: our podcast where we talk about professional wrestling.
1: That's it. And nothing more, nothing less. There's last. nothing Actually, we, else to it. We do, uh, we do talk about other things sometimes.
0: Yeah, but most of the time it's wrestling or just things that we want to talk about as people.
1: Yeah. God, remember that one episode where we just talked about football the whole time? I'm just
0: kidding. No, because neither of us watch football. It
1: would be fun to do like an April Fool's podcast where we just try to talk about sports.
0: Real sports. Real
1: sports. And we just, we Real just try to research it and do our best to talk about it. Um but it's not like, you know. Yeah. But we don't watch. Or maybe we watch a little bit. Yeah. It's up to us. I think uh, we should do that. I'm pitching that. Uh, and we're held accountable because our loyal viewers and unloyal viewers. If you're disloyal, I don't discount you as a viewer. You know.
0: I can't think of anything I want to do less.
1: Okay. Well, maybe I'll do it and you do the wrestling part.
0: Okay. Sounds great. Honestly. Um. So, anyway. The last year, um, 2023... Uh, was The World's End. Um, And John and I were present for it.
1: Yes, it's a new world.
0: Yeah, it's a whole new world. The world ended, um, which it really did feel like the world ended at that show.
1: It did. I mean, it it felt... First of all, it was, you know, kind of uh, isolated. I don't know if people who live in Long Island would consider themselves isolated, but...
0: Oh, yeah, we drove to The World's End.
1: uh, Driving, traveling, traveling (laughs) from... Uh, Queens, from you know, Astoria, Queens to the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York. It did feel like we were going way out.
0: It was a ways away, and we had to drive a Tesla. Uh, it was not something we requested or sought out. It was something that was um, happened upon us by a very um, gender essentialist dollar budget or dollar rental car um lady who worked at their the dollar rental car yeah she had a lot of thoughts on women's wrestling i didn't appreciate
1: but she liked becky lynch
0: but she liked becky lynch because she was pretty yeah i'm not gonna go into what she said because she might be identifiable by it
1: (laughs) but uh but you know what look we all love becky so we can all agree on that
0: Yeah, everybody loves Becky and World's End. The other thing about World's End that sticks out in my memory is the smell. Um, Before Mm. we get into the matches, I want to talk to every wrestling fan in the world. Look at me. Look at me. Look me in the eye. Look me right in the eye. I am tired of smelling your BO. I know that your mother has given up and that you simply think that you can stay up all night gaming playing Starcraft or Roblox or Fortnite or whatever it is the kids are playing now all night. And that then you can go to the wrestling show right after you roll out of bed from that all-nighter. No, you cannot. You have to wash yourself with soap. And you have to put on clean clothes. You just have to do this. This is just part of being in the society. It's the two things you have to do. Okay?
1: That's all. You could have told me that off- uh camera i don't
0: think they have knows. many times
1: <laughs> we can discuss this later
0: well i just want to make sure every wrestling fan understands and that you know
1: what's sad i'm not amused by this anymore you know what's sad i didn't notice the smell as much because i'm probably used to it going to so many wrestling shows and just kind of living in it you know it's like i, I mean, was eating a chicken sandwich and i <laughs> yeah
0: no you were you you and our our I two friends You and our two friends who we went with were just housing some like fried stadium food in the midst of this odor and it was impressive to me. But I was miserable. And it's, it. but it it was like a very strong, like I don't expect it to smell like lavender body wash, right? Like I don't expect people to have like goals in their hygiene um that they're like striving for Mm. but like a neutral like musk is fine this however was like a level of bo and like musty moldness to it that like i have not smelled since comic-con wow really uh and comic-con is where you go to like
1: smell some smells to
0: to to realize how other people are
1: living um well, Comic Con, I will say, there's a lot of walking at Comic Con. So there is there also
0: is. people are sweating, and so it's yeah,
1: like, and you're wearing weird clothes. A lot of people do cosplay. Yeah,
0: in. and if people so, don't wear their deodorant or have stayed up all night playing Roblox or Fortnite, a lot of people are, you know, it exacerbates the issue. So y- this was a level of BO that I'm not, accu- I'm not, I'm not accustomed to it, a wrestling show because usually, like a wrestling show, BO is a little bit more mild. But this was pretty. Uh, this was pretty
1: intense. Pretty intense. Also, I don't think the venue necessarily helped. I mean, it was the cool. venue might so, have
0: also contributed it was to the
1: smell. Cool to be in like such a storied venue. Uh, you know, they did a portion of WrestleMania 2 there, SummerSlam 2002, which is like one of the greatest WWE pay-per-views of all time. Was at the Nassau Coliseum uh, and many many a show, uh, but it is old and kind of shitty. So, although great view. Cause There's no like 300 levels, so we were just in the 200 levels, like kind of almost as far back, you know, not quite as far back as you can go, but pretty far back. And uh, I gotta say, I could see everything very clearly, I could smell everything very clearly, I could taste everything very clearly. Yeah, um,
0: and and the Nassau Coliseum, um, I will say, you know, it's sad when a chapter comes to an end, mm-hmm. um, as the Nassau Coliseum is apparently slated for um, a different life in the future. But um I can see why. I could see why. Yeah. I could really see why. Like being there I was like, yeah, this is uh, this is not working for anybody. Like the I waited in line um and part of this is again, this was this was again like the Prudential Center has the staff that I believe mm-hmm. is like permanently high because yeah. they forget like how many Pepsis they're pouring and stuff. <laughs> this staff was like they didn't seem high. They just seemed to live in a different dimension where they aren't busy like they didn't seem to have any awareness that there were like hordes and lines of people at every minute of this event yeah um waiting like it took me i got what did i get a packet of Reese's pieces and a gatorade and it took me i missed the entire tony storm match pretty much oh, right yeah like, I missed the first half of it. I missed the match before that in its entirety. So, like, it must have taken me, like, 25 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: Because I missed the beginning of the Tony Storm match, and I missed the entire... I think it was Miro was fighting before her.
1: Oh, yeah, it was Miro versus Andrade.
0: Yeah, I missed that match entirely.
1: <laughs> you missed Andrade's probably last match. Well, no, we know it was his last match in AEW. He
0: and he's this gone. was me finding the secret lower-level food court... <gasps> And not even waiting in the really long lines that were in the concourse. I went to the lower level food court that was like on the floor by the VIP section. Because right. I was like, these lines are shorter. This will be faster. It still took me that long.
1: Wow. You went to, you found a secret other dimension. With yeah. Who's it? Mr. Thomas? Is it the guy from uh, the little wood nymph guy? Tun-
0: Tun-mas. tun Tunmas. Tunnus. Mr. Tunnus. Isn't it like,
1: tun- yeah, it's like.
0: It's like Thomas, but kind of weird and stupid. Yeah.
1: It's like one of those things where fantasy writers are like, Ugh, I just need yeah. hand, but I'm going to make it like Eddard. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I just like make it just slightly stupider. Yeah. So it's like. A... Just
0: add another consonant in there somewhere so that it like sounds funny.
1: Yeah. Um, Rinden. Yeah. we really picking on George R.R. Martin here.
0: <laughs> I mean, George R.R. Martin was the king of that. Yeah. Uh anyhow let's get on to the wrestling of world's end shall we yeah
1: what a great show um wasn't overly long which i like you like to see yeah we were out
0: of there by midnight
1: aew has been doing more pay-per-views i think that's been helping with their like because they were doing like five hour pay-per-views basically but they were only doing like four a year Mm -hmm. and now they're doing i mean the last the second half of last year they basically did like one a month and uh i think it's been you know it was like yeah we were home by like yeah one a.m midnight yeah yeah
0: we so. left at midnight and yeah it was great so that was fun um what was your favorite what was your highlight from that
1: oh man other than the smell <laughs> i liked a lot of i thought it built really well the last couple matches were the timeless tony storm versus Riho was great and it really got me a few times because i really obviously it seemed like tony storm was Riho's a good challenger because she's very over um but doesn't really need to win. So she was a good like first challenger for, this is almost essentially Tony Storm's like first title reign in AEW. Cause her first two were like, you know, she was good. Obviously she's a great wrestler, a great performer, but you know, she didn't have her character that she's found yet. So this is like, she's clearly loving it. She's more over than she's ever been probably anywhere. Uh, Certainly in AEW. Um, So this feels like almost her first, rain at this point but that was great um i hate to see andrade go but go wherever you're happy brother and then um probably i would say the last like three matches were really i was like uh these are the best matches on the show this is great it was adam copeland and christian cage eddie kingston and john moxley and then uh, the main event of Samoa Joe and Adam Cole. I also will say also about Samoa Joe well, and Adam Cole, Adam Cole. Well, he wasn't, So Samoa Joe and MJF. I'm sorry. He doesn't I was, know. I started thinking about something else. I, sh- I smashed it up. I smashed it up a little bit. Well, my head. good
0: thing you're not hosting a podcast or anything. Okay.
1: You know what? <laughs> Let's just start over. How about that? I'm going to start <laughs> over. No, but I will say, this is the thing that I wanted to say similar to the odor issue. Um, section captain alert section captain oh my god there for the most part i would say most of the people were fine but there was a section i felt like a relatively small section that kept trying to start like very edgelord stupid chants and not like a fun way there was a chris benoit chant which none of us should be chanting this is the second
0: time i've seen people try to start a chris benoit chant
1: i was a big chris benoit fan you know before he murdered his family I think we can leave Chris Benoit in the past. I don't think we need. Well, to... they're doing it just because yeah, they want to upset people, not because they actually care about Chris they, Benoit. They're, I mean, they're doing—they're going into business yeah. with themselves. They're trying to get themselves over, exactly. as we say, in the, as yeah. we say in the business, we who are of the business. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was awful. And then they started try to start a CM Punk chant, which everybody booed hard.
0: Yeah. And it's not. even I think that's... everybody's pretty sick of that mess.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I was a you know huge CM Punk mark, and I was like. I was over those CM Punk chants by like, he left in 2014, but like 2015 or so, I was like, we're good. And you know, especially now that he is currently wrestling, when he's in a company, I was mad at this when I went to a WWE show and people were chanting CM Punk. I'm like, he's on another show. He's, you can go see him. Yeah. You don't have to chant for him here. He's not here. Go to the WWE show. He'll be there. He was literally just four days before that. Yeah. He was at MSG. So we don't need a chant for CM Punk at the wrong show. Um, but anyway, uh that was great. I mean see Adam Cole's on the brain, because that dirty dirty son of a bitch. And here's something I want to say about because there's just so many wrestling matches to talk about, so I won't even go into like the quality of the most of the matches, but they're really great. Um Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, fantastic stuff.
0: I actually uh, thought the best one was Willow and Chris Statlander. Anyway, continue.
1: That was uh that was a very good match. They were opening the show. There was they uh, they had that issue with the power bomb at the end, but yeah, they were, but they
0: recovered from it. They like did true recover pros, from
1: it very well. That's the mark were, of a
0: true professional. They
1: did a great job getting everybody on their side in a very like half full arena because they were the first pre show match. Um, yeah, I would like to see them get a spot on. There were three women's matches technically mm-hmm. in total out of twenty seven, but you know it was still quite an improvement. Uh, I will say that with the whole Adam Cole Devil reveal. I love it, and I think sometimes you don't need to swerve the audience. You can just do whatever is most logical. I felt like Adam Cole had to be the devil, and he was, and it paid off. And also, I loved that Roderick Strong and the kingdom were just lying, the whole, and mm-hmm. Wardlow were just lying the whole time. I love that they're just lying, and it's yep. like, yeah, it's very obvious. It must be you, and it's like, yeah, you know what? It was us. Yeah. We're lying pieces of shit.
0: No, and it was a great
1: reveal. Mm-hmm. And the, him, it was very uh, theatrical. The way he was like sitting there when the lights came back up.
0: Yeah, they used a lot of little tricks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what would we grade this on an A to D? You know, A to D. Well, you know, school you have F grades in, in high school? Yeah, but we wouldn't give it an F. So no, I'm not. We had. i was
1: gonna them. say when I was in, I think it was in college. We didn't have F. We had E a b c d for exceptional yeah it was like you went so far the other way <laughs> this, this is ex- exceptionally bad <laughs> um no I, I, was, I would say i would give it like uh probably an a minus like some like, yeah say,
0: i think i'm a minus as well like was- you know it's like it was a good show it was you know, ending at midnight, I can't tell you how much that means to me. Yeah. If you, The only thing that would make it better is if you ended at 11 p.m. I would have been like, oh, my God, this is yeah. the best wrestling show I've ever seen.
1: Oh, remember when we went to Sukibon and it was the 90-minute show? Yeah. Oh, that God. That was great. After we had just... We just went to something long. I think we had just done the Grand Slam. Yeah. Uh, no,
0: it, like, mm, beautiful.
1: And, and, and you got to see Eddie Kingston win a championship I got live. to see
0: Eddie Kingston finally win a championship from my seat and not from the... Not hear it from the concourse yeah. that I'm circling Arthur Ashe trying to find how you get anywhere. Um, I don't
1: respect you at all. He shouldn't because uh, you missed my match. All right. Well, but World's was, End. Like, oh, and I will. I would say also very happy that Samoa Joe is the AEW World Champion. I love MJF. Really wanted Samoa Joe. I have yeah. seen Samoa Joe, who is a legend, and I was like, I've been a big fan of his for a very long time. Really wanted him to be a World Champion in WWE. I, I, that was like the fourth samoa joe world championship match i've seen live and e- obviously he lost all of them in wwe and i was like re- like it was literally every summer slam at barclay center he would have a world title match and he would lose <laughs> and uh, he finally won so good on you joe
0: hooray for joe i like how you were like i'm just gonna talk about the experience and not comment on the wrestling and we talked about almost all the matches
1: um <laughs> no we're talking about julia hart but you know <laughs> No, we'll talk about All
0: it. All right. Do we want to talk about Wrestle... Well, you can talk about Wrestle Kingdom. I, I mean, didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom. I
1: know. I feel almost bad talking about it, but it's because I loved it, and it's such a big deal, and it becomes a bigger deal almost every year because more and more like international fans are getting into Wrestle Kingdom. It's a fantastic show. You should go out of your way to watch it. Also, they kept it relatively short. Most of the matches were like around 10 minutes or less a couple of them were like a 15 minute and like the last three are maybe around like 20, the last two are a little long, but, um, there was no like, you know, Wrestle Kingdom sometimes is like the main event will be like 45 minutes, which is great if it works, but like there wasn't a, and they also cut down on like the undercard tag team matches. Cause new Japan does a lot of like, they'll be fast, but they'll have like three to four big multi-man tag matches to open the show. And like, they'll be done within the first hour or whatever, but it's still, it's nice to not have them. They put all the guys that weren't in, big matches on the card in the the pre-show battle royal which is like a royal rumble style thing um and that was great so we got the people that didn't make the card they got all they all got featured there um a guy yo came running out to the ring in a track suit seemingly not knowing he was in the match and then he was wrestling in socks for a while and that was fun um but yeah new wrestle kingdom was a fantastic show The last couple matches especially really delivered very well. Um, Were there
0: any stars I would know on it?
1: Brian Danielson. Oh. And uh, he was a rematch against Kazuchika Okada from Forbidden Door. Does
0: he have his other eye back yet?
1: No, he's still got the patch, but the patch Mm -hmm. works for him. He did get ripped off during the during the match, but John Moxley was in it. He wrestled Will Ospreay and David Finley for the newly created IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship. So they have the world heavyweight title and the global heavyweight title. Who won? Who won that? Mm-hmm. Uh, David Finley is the inaugural IWGP Global Heavyweight Champion. So the, this is like their secondary championship, but it's like he's the, Fit
0: Finley's son, you know,
1: he is. Did I say that to you?
0: Yeah, you did. Great. Uh.
1: <laughs> And you know what? You know what? Finley's real name is. No. David Finley. Oh, that's and cute. I think his father might also be, but anyway, that's cute. It mm-hmm. is. Um, but yeah, he's the first champion, and uh, I think it's supposed to like the difference is supposed to be that the global champion like is supposed to travel around to other promotions, um, to defend the title, whereas the world that's champion cool. is supposed to like stay primarily in, like, in, their yeah, in their cinematic world. In yeah, but. I don't know. Uh probably should have named it like the International Heavyweight Championship or something to just like differentiate it a little more, but it's a nice looking belt. I like it. Uh Will Osprey and John Moxley obviously are great, could have been great champions, but I'd like David Finn i like David Finley a lot more than uh, a lot of people give him a lot of guff but i think he's been doing well also uh, when is
0: moxley gonna take that
1: fucking vacation i don't think he's ever gonna take it maybe he was like oh, i gotta take a vacation but he went to japan and they were like hey we need you to wrestle and it's like god damn it <laughs> i mean I'm it's... on vacation in japan
0: i feel like right? he was talking about this vacation like two years ago
1: cm punk really ruined that for him because that was right because that was yeah that after All like, they were supposed to
0: take some time off
1: and then he just never did and, and then they then...
0: never did
1: and now they have a baby.
0: Yeah, Renee and Max are just working every She's week. She's not even a baby.
1: She's not even a baby anymore. Their daughter's, like, a, almost in preschool now at yeah, this point. Yeah, their and daughter she, she like runs talks. around. Yeah. She can talk, and they he still is not taking this vacation. Yeah. from before. I Maybe she had been born at that point. I don't remember. Maybe they're but, waiting
0: to take her on a trip that, like, she can
1: appreciate, you know? Yeah, they're waiting to take her to... Until she can appreciate Epcot Center. Yeah. You know, when you're old enough. Yeah. Epcot takes keen mind it does when i went to epcot as a child i didn't care uh and then when i went as an adult i was like this might be my favorite one i
0: loved it as a child
1: well you were a nerd okay and i was a jock <laughs> obviously i was like where's the footballs? yeah you were like yeah
0: where are the footballs Go them, the them to me
1: i have to see them or i freak out <laughs> Okay. Uh, It was a great, fantastic show. Uh, And and then they had New Year Dash the next day, which is like their raw after WrestleMania type thing. So because Wrestle Kingdom kind of ends a bunch of stuff and uh, New Year Dash is a surprise card where nobody knows like what's coming until like the wrestlers make their entrances. um, And it like sets up some new rivalries. So I'm Mm. very excited. I think this is the year that a lot of uh, younger New Japan talent that were previously students that have come back and they were growing over the last year they're going to be taking over like Shota Umino, Ren Narita, uh, Yoda Tsuji, Yoya Uemura, Joya remember Joe Hendry that was his tag team yeah Uh, so they're going to be taking over a lot more this year because of the older stars Hiroshi Tanahashi is now the president of New Japan oh yeah Uh, so he's going to probably be winding down at some point Naito is great i'm glad he's the world champion for a little while but he definitely is like he's not even that old he just has had so many injuries so he's probably going to be wrapping up and then i don't know how long he's going to wrestle for but he might wrestle for another 10 years but uh and even okada might leave i don't know so we'll see so i think these guys are really going to be it's going to be a a new generation i'm very excited for it um and also they lied to us during new Year dash because they kept saying brian danielson had already left to go back for collision uh, and then he came out in the main event and was in the main event. The wow. Liars.
0: Those big week liars. for liars.
1: Oh, and we had a fun moment there where they were, uh, bullet club was throwing chairs in the ring. And, uh, Chris Charlton, of uh, they, uh, one of the English commentators was like those chairs are for the fans. I did They're see for that. The fans. That was fun. That was great.
0: All right. Do you want to share your Roman's brains thought? I feel like you can just say it.
1: It's a simple thought. I've been watching it, especially when, like, the you know, well, actually, it has nothing to do with The Rock. But just, like, I watched most of Raw and SmackDown this week because they had, like, pay-per-view. Yeah, because The Rock
0: is back again. They
1: had, like, these pay-per-view-level shows. They're kind of doing the AEW thing, which is where they, like, use a name of, like, a pay-per-view or, like, name an episode of Raw or SmackDown. But they've been doing it in NXT for a while, too. And they just have, like, a special episode Mm -hmm. of uh of ron smackdown with like bigger matches or whatever and so i checked those out because also they were like the first ones of the year uh and they were fine and then um but roman reigns who was on it this week this was more like last year i'm like so he didn't he hasn't defended his title since summerslam right or he had did he have one title defense since then
0: i'll pull up his cage match file this isn't
1: an indictment of Roman Reigns as a performer. Uh, I think he's very good. I think he's had a great... This whole heel turn for him has been great. Uh, But I think his lack of being on the show, and I don't begrudge anyone for getting a... a His
0: last match was when he defeated LA Knight on November 4th.
1: that's true, in November. So from SummerSlam to November, he had... That was his, like, his second title defense. He did have, like,
0: well, he, de- um, he defeated Sami Zayn in October. And then it says Tribal Combat was... So that's SummerSlam. So WWE Super Show. Oh, this was a house show. Yeah, so
1: maybe he did oh. that.
0: But okay, so he had a house show in October. Gotcha. He's
1: almost... Like, it's cool. I, I don't begrudge somebody for getting a lighter schedule at WWE because it's very um, hard. But I feel like he's there so little that he's almost proving he's unnecessary. <laughs> because they're doing, like, big business. They're growing... I know he's, like, there and part of it, but it's, like, if he's not on the show ever. Well, it isn't and the whole thing. that He's, doesn't... like,
0: invincible, so it almost makes it hard to have him on because you, know, you know he's never going to lose.
1: Yeah, but it's, like, what I'm saying is they're doing Raw's and SmackDown's every week. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he's, like, never a part of it. Yeah. And he's they have f- full stories without him. So at this point, it's basically, like, he doesn't even need to be there, and they would be doing the same he, like I'm not saying yeah. that he's not that he hasn't contributed to this or isn't important or isn't great when he's there. It's just that it's he's there so little. It's almost like Brock Lesnar. I mean, I, mean, I guess maybe he pops. No, you a know, peacock rate. I you, don't even know know what, you
0: know what? You know what makes me think of Vince McMahon. He's gone, but he's still there. Mm. He's gone, but he's the force everybody's organizing around. Anyway, it's kind of a metaphor if you think about it. Well, An allegory. Right. It's we, like. Yes. The boss isn't here, but we need to get rid of him.
1: No, boss isn't here, man.
0: The boss is here, but he's not. But he's not. But he is.
1: Dave Milter's not here, man. I don't know why I'm quoting Cheech and Chong. It's really just Chong. <laughs> that was a Chong line. Uh, oh, Dave's not here, man.
0: But yeah, I think you're right.
1: Yeah, I just you know I like Roman Reigns a lot. I love the I've loved the bloodline. He's thing. an
0: empty suit at this point, though. It
1: just feels like if we're if we're talking about how we're doing record business and all this stuff, and then there's he's not on the show like ever. Like I understand that he's there and like stuff happens with him and he's done a match or two, but it's like, if he's never ever there, what? It's almost like proving he doesn't need to be there. Yeah. they would be fine. But I mean, WWE is that, I mean, they're bigger than at this point. They're just a, a brand. Um Yeah. Which then is... they
0: can afford an empty suit. All they need is a guy who sells action figures. They That's don't need true. him to do anything.
1: That's true. Um, but yeah, that was my thought.
0: Great. Well, I didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom this week, and I haven't watched any WWE this week. Not because I'm taking a stand or anything, but yeah, simply no, no, because yeah, no I was caught up in another promotion that I follow. Oh, which one? Um, it's. It
1: GCW uh, or uh, House of Glory? Yeah, it's
0: not. No, it's not GCW. It's not House of Glory. It's not even Impact. Um, it's the Real Housewives promotion, um, which is one of the better-known but lesser-appreciated wrestling promotions in this world. Um, RHW. The Real Housewives Wrestling Association. The RHWA. Because this week saw a major development in the Real Housewives universe. Um, If you know a person who watches reality television, you probably have heard rumblings in this. Um, Monica Garcia who was the newest member of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, the newest cast member who was added this year. Um, she came to the show through her relationship with Jen Shaw, who is currently serving six years in federal prison mm. for fraud. She was uh, not arrested on the show, but pretty close to it. The police pursued her on the show. It was like a trial... marketing scam, right? Yeah, her trial was a big part of the storyline of last season. Um, Yeah, it was a it was a telemarketing scam. She was scamming old elderly people out of Mm -hmm. money by you know signing them up for things and then you know charging all their money. Um, She's
1: getting my mom. Yeah, yeah. And well, I think it was
0: something where she was like offering to build websites for elderly people. It was like some some marketing service or something where they'd build you a website, but then it just never happened. And they elderly
1: people with businesses, not just like Nana's website. He yeah no i don't click here for a a cookie
0: yeah it just there's many layers to what they were doing but she's serving time now and her assistant monica was brought onto the show as a new cast member Mm -hmm. um and spent the season kind of dealing with her own toxic narcissist mom Mm -hmm. and uh her own insecurity about not having as much money as the other women on the show because she like is going through a divorce which her divorce was triggered by her sleeping with her brother-in-law which is her husband's sister's husband
1: so she ruined two so she
0: ruined two marriages in their family
1: two yeah two both siblings marriages
0: yeah both siblings marriages in this man's family so they both had to move Um, their parents
1: yeah at the same time that's a that's a good... That's a sitcom, right? That's a,
0: sick, that's a screenplay, really. It's a screenplay at Sundance. That's actually great. Um, yeah.
1: Oof. <laughs> oof.
0: John can't wait to write a big drama about a divorce.
1: Dramedy. Um, yeah. Okay, great. For sure.
0: Anyway, so Monica, in this final episode of the season, um, is found out by Heather Gay, who is one of my favorite housewives. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather discovers that Monica has for the past 4 years of this show been running an Instagram account called Reality Von Tees which has been an Instagram account that trades in housewife gossip like spreads it you know mm-hmm. uh you know basically just like a a gossip girl type thing where she's outing everybody's dirty laundry and a lot of it was directed towards Jen but it had been directed toward each of them at various points And apparently this girl's been running this Instagram account for years and wanted to get on the show to like be in the, I mean, I I can't speak to her motives, I guess her stated motives are that she just wanted to take down Jen Shaw. Why she then sought out being on the show is a little bit like what? Um, But it was a very cinematic finale when this was revealed. Heather, Got a real great um, Sherlock Holmes edit, like a real Knives Out
1: edit. Yeah, like a Kaiser Sose. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was really fantastic. You know, it's yeah, dramatic the on the beach out. at night. Presents her case like. Even there's when she, flashbacks. She even there's
1: housewives about it. They met on a beach. Yeah, like mafia style. And you
0: didn't even get to see because I didn't rewind it far enough. You didn't even get to see the ent- the beginning of that scene where Heather's just standing alone on the beach. What? And the wind is, you know, whipping her dress in the air and she's waiting and and the housewives arrive one by one. And she's like, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait for Meredith. (laughs) It was it was fantastic. It was probably one of the best reality show finales
1: I've seen in a long time. And then they have they do have a match kind of because they have the uh, well
0: because they have the she reveals it but yeah. to Monica that she knows this and then they have a big fight and
1: and actually they have another match coming up because they have the reunion
0: they have the reunion it's all it's all to build towards the reunion yeah, you've got to build towards the reunion with the finale. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, 'cause the the reunion is like the WrestleMania of this franchise. It's a celebration. Um, yeah, so you, you everything's building towards the reunion. It's, <laughs> it's where a big guest star can show up just yeah, to remember, exactly. Just super pop. It's where I've seen people pull out like poster board printouts of text messages. Wow. I've seen That's people Judy. I've seen people bring out binders.
1: Like, yeah, it's it's would you liken this to the uh the Adam Cole devil reveal?
0: You know what? There is a lot of similarity between this Real Housewives finale and World's End because of the devil reveal. It turns out because Monica was revealed as someone that they all liked and that they were all like in different stages of getting along with. And they were so they were in Bermuda. The reason they were in Bermuda was because that's where Monica's grandmother was from. And Heather wanted to plan this trip on her birthday week to like go to Bermuda and Mm -hmm. like reconnect with her roots and like celebrate her. And then it's on this trip that Heather gets this information from her hairdresser,
1: uh, who was like the other person, yeah, involved, right? Yeah, who like who broke also down.
0: like yeah who broke down and like ratted her out and like sent all these screenshots, oh yeah, Great receipts, <laughs> timeline. Anyway, documents. So that was a lot of the wrestling I was watching this week was that this season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because I'd watched the first episode and kind of like let it go by the wayside because um, sometimes I get bored because the first episode of this season, I feel like undersold it. Like they didn't they didn't build to the first they didn't build to this in a way where I was like, oh, I have to watch this whole season. Yeah, Um it's a, it's a typical raw, uh you know, it's just like, yeah. whatever. So I didn't watch it until people started talking about it. And I was like, oh, I should go back and like watch this. And it was worth it. It was worth it. It took me all week, but it was worth it. That's
1: how we used to watch every movie in like sixth grade. It was my friends would just tell me every single thing that happened in the movie. And then I was like, oh, I got to see this now. And now I'm like the opposite. Now, I was, like, Well, like, I did.
0: It's, it's almost like I'm watching. I watch Real Housewives the opposite way you watch wrestling. Yeah. Where like I find out there is a spoiler. I don't want to learn what the spoiler is. Yeah. But I go back and watch because I know that something happens, but like if you feel like with you with wrestling, it's the opposite where like you don't want to know if anything happens if I wanna you're see... fine if it's just a regular wrestling show where nobody does anything if
1: i if i <laughs> if I want to see a movie and somebody tells me it's good or bad, I'm furious, yeah, I immediately I'm like, where.
0: I I Not kind of clean slate. with housewives especially I kind of need that motivation to be like oh no there's a big twist in this season it and does it's feel
1: like, like oh where you need like.
0: Yeah, because it's always going to be there. It's like one of those things where you take it for granted because you know it's always going to be there. There's a million hours of it. You can have it at any time. And it's only imperative when it's like something everybody's talking about. Like, otherwise I can save it for like a day I'm going to like organize the closet or something, you know, because it's a great second screen. It's a great like have on in the background while you do stuff show Housewives is because they repeat everything nine times. Mm -hmm. And there's really only 10 minutes that matter in an hour long episode. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so you uh so it's a good thing to save for when you have like a clean out the basement kind of day um and unless something crazy happens like this which it did and it was great and i was really happy with it it was a great season yeah, of it. It was a great match uh, yeah he he saw several scenes throughout yeah. the season because he That's was most of it. yeah
1: that was i think it was the same day as wrestle kingdom but that you were watching it uh, yeah i think so but you know
0: Uh, All right. Do you want to do some predictions? I
1: think we should do some. uh, Well,
0: you have predictions. I don't really have any predictions. Okay, that's fine. But I'll weigh in on
1: yours. You could have worked the audience and uh, acted like you had some.
0: No. That's fine. I don't lie to people. I can't lie. That's why I'm not. I am. And that's why I'll never make it in Hollywood.
1: That's true. Uh, All right. So we have, I have some 2024 predictions from late January on because it's already. um,
0: It's not that late.
1: No, 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 I'm saying it's, these are for late oh, January. Oh,
0: for late January.
1: Typically, you would want to do your yearly predictions probably before the year John, starts.
0: John, that is so, I'm sorry, that is so nitpicky.
1: I'm just saying before it's the year ridiculous. starts. It's
0: ridiculous. If you were about to comment in the comments of this video, I, the year's already started. Get a life.
1: I wasn't afraid of them, but now I am. Anyway. <laughs> if you you want to comment, If you want to comment on this video, please do. We need the engagement. I don't care what you say. It's usually
0: my brother saying something mean because he thinks that's really funny. Yeah,
1: he's ribbing us.
0: He likes, to he likes to do a rib. We have a troll in our comments, and it's my little brother. He's
1: real Owen Hart. Yeah. To do a rib. Um, all right. So I'll start off with an easy one. I think Jade Cargill is going to wrestle in 2024.
0: Okay. I have a question about this. Do you think she'll wrestle for longer than 60 seconds?
1: Yes. Do you mean it at all? Yeah. Yes. Or do you mean her like normal average match time will be longer than that?
0: Um Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. She could well wrestle then... for upwards of two minutes. <laughs> she could be I think she'll I think she will wrestle I think she'll wrestle a match that's ten minutes long, which is maybe longer wow. than anything. You know, look, you know that what? That last match she had in AEW was great with Chris Statlander.
0: I'm gonna say that she's gonna wrestle for ten minutes and one second.
1: Total the year your- her, her total amount of time.
0: Wait, that's wrestling? not how that should work, actually. It's yeah. actually it's it's I'm going to I'm going to bet that she'll wrestle for nine minutes and 59 seconds.
1: Is this like a Price is Right thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Closest without going over. No. Nine thirty one. Nine minute. Thirty one seconds. Nine
1: minutes. Thirty one seconds. And again, this is for the total amount of time or just the one match. Either. OK. All right. There you have it. I think she's going to wrestle for 1 hour total this year. That's a lot. Yeah, but it's feels like 2 30 minute matches, you're do- you're good. That's, you know.
0: I think it'd be amazing if they gave her a 30 minute match this year. We'll see. But we'll that's, see. Why
1: that's why I'm saying an hour cuz even if she does yeah. like several 5 minute matches. I mean, she could be in the Royal Rumble from start to finish and that's an hour.
0: That's true, but I, I I would be surprised if it was start to finish.
1: Yeah, she'd probably... Would be I'd be surprised if she started it. I think she would come out... She's not going to do it with this Iron Man thing. I think she would probably come out and do a couple quick spots.
0: I think Jade at the Royal Rumble comes out like 20 minutes in, lasts about 15, 20 minutes. Like.
1: Honestly, I could see her even lasting less than that. I could see them with somebody... Like a heel screwing her or something, although it would be kind yeah. of a to debut her. Maybe they shouldn't debut her in the Royal Rumble because I feel like maybe that would be like... Because then she has to lose in some way, you know? And
0: yeah, but like, wow. it's a way to start a feud with somebody, is, you know? Is. If somebody uh, cheats her out of her Royal Rumble victory in some way, it's a way to start that thing. I
1: told you about um, that time Hulk Hogan was like the baby face and he got eliminated from the Royal Rumble. And his reaction, like totally fairly, and his reaction was to go and like pull the guy who eliminated him out. And all that commentators were trying to act like he was right for doing it. <laughs> it just was like such a temper tantrum. He looked insane, uh, and and like a real heel. All
0: right. Well, what is your next Royal Rumble prediction? Speaking of Royal Rumble I predictions,
1: think, I think that Bailey is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble and face Io <gasps> Sky at WrestleMania. Another pretty easy one. I don't think there's like I think they're kind of building this. Um I think that damage control has been kind of mean mean-girling her um for a while and there I don't see any other like anything else on the horizon like mm-hmm. I don't see any Ronda Rousey celebrity things I mean I, it could be Jade and they could have Jade win the Royal Rumble yeah um and face Rhea Ripley or something but I think this Bailey thing I think when also Bailey has not well, it's like the only thing she hasn't won
0: I mean it would be the the most earned outcome
1: yeah and I think people would be happy for Bailey winning it. They would like to see Bailey win it, and again, she hasn't won the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. so I think she's going to do it. And this is all about making choices here. So I think this is going to go again. Could easily be Jade, but I'm saying Bailey wins the Royal Rumble and faces EO Sky, and because then you could tease that she's going to face Rhea Ripley, and then EO upsets her too much. It's like you know what, you're not really my friend, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm going to face you, and she does like the Batista, Triple H thing.
0: I'm excited for the Royal Rumble. I think that's my favorite wrestling show
1: oh yeah it's the best it's
0: it's just a neat format and it's like all so entrances and it's just it's like great
1: <laughs> it's and the rules are so simple so it's so good <laughs> yeah. cool for people like i've watched that show with so many people who don't watch wrestling and it's always oh, it's their the face.
0: best to watch if you don't watch wrestling it's like it's 100 percent what Princeton you stimulus. want yeah
1: It's surprising. It's got a
0: lot of forward momentum because you want to see who's going to come out. Mm -hmm. Like you know,
1: you 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 just get hooked to it. And it's very easy, like for people to get eliminated. Everybody can understand if you go over the top rope, you're Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Um, And the Kofi Kingston recovery spot, even though I think it's been botched like the last two or three years, but uh, he he's been you know he tries. Kofi's great. It happens. Um, I think that the Rock, once he figures out where he's going to sit. Is going to wrestle at Elimination Chamber in Australia instead of WrestleMania. He might wrestle at WrestleMania, but I think the Roman Reigns match will be at Elimination Chamber because I think they want uh-huh. to sell tickets to that. It's in a big stadium, it's in Australia. Uh, and I think the Australian government, I've heard, has like maybe chipped in.
0: Oh, probably. For this rock thing.
1: So I think uh, it'll happen there. And then that way you can still have the Cody Rhodes match or just do something else with Roman.
0: That's very optimistic of you. Yeah. Um, I think Cody's screwed. Uh, anyway, yep. what's uh, your next prediction, John?
1: I think, uh, you know, I'm going to move this one up. I think Cody Rhodes is going to win the title slash titles that Roman Reigns has this year. I yeah. think Cody is going to win those titles. Maybe he doesn't win them for Roman Reigns.
0: You know what's cute about this is I bet if we looked back, um, it's probably the one year anniversary of you saying this last time. uh uh-huh. <laughs> We probably have an episode where you say it. That's exactly I mean, a year old from now. It would be
1: impossible <laughs> for this not to happen. But I'm saying, but that's why I'm saying it like a prediction. You know, I think this is, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I think he's going to do it this year. I think he's wrong. At some point. I think he's at some really point. wrong. I didn't even say he was going to win from, from Roman Reigns. I just think he's going to win. Not the World Heavyweight title. Not the one Seth Rollins has. But the one that Roman has, or the two that... Because technically, I think it's still two titles, even though it's one belt.
0: He has to finish the story.
1: I'm, I, it's a real page-turner.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. What, all right. What's your next I think... Prediction? CM Punk
1: does not get fired by WWE in 2024 another he's another man of optimism folks i think it's not gonna happen because i think Uh, he knows better i think it's i think he know and they're not going to give him any leeway so
0: yeah and you've got another really optimistic uh prediction on here about our friend mjf
1: i think mjf will not leave aew in 2024 i think he's coming back i think he's probably already Mm re-signed with the company but you know i was There have been several times when I thought the whole, oh, Cody Rhodes isn't going back to WWE, it's just a work. All these times I thought, you know, CM Punk, they're probably not going to fire him. Who knows? But I think MJF is staying, because I think he loves it there, and I think he knows. And also, even though he's had all these injuries, he's young, he could do another like five years at AEW, still be in his mid-30s or early 30s, and then go to WWE if he wants to. You know, because they're not going to afford him. Basically, the way I see it is like people should retire to WWE when they're ready to just like work a very simple match, you know, kind of over and over again. And like, not that people in WWE aren't trying and not that WWE never does anything good, but it's a place you go where you don't have to try and you can just kind of like coast and make a lot of money. And you can retire there, basically. I
0: wonder if they would, if he went to WWE, I wonder if they would let him come in as, oh, hang on, sorry, someone's crashing our interview. Oh, oh my God, no. someone, a, a rogue MJF fan is oh, here. No. Your thoughts? She's, it's our cat. She's we just, even... well, for the people listening, not everybody watches this That's on YouTube. Cheated. Some people listen
1: to the podcast. cat, and she's on me now. I have a cat on me. I have a cat on me. We see. This is why we need a third mic. Okay, she's gonna settle in on dad. Uh, okay. So I didn't. Uh, say she's a big. She's a big MJF mark.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Meow, meows. Well, Jacob Friedman.
0: But what was I gonna say? Oh shoot. Uh, the um,
1: MJF is gonna stay in AEW. Oh,
0: well, I was gonna say if if he did go to WWE, do you think they would? do something as ballsy as debut him at Royal Rumble, or would they make him start in NXT?
1: No, I think they, they would put him in a, in, I don't, I, he would skip NXT. Uh, Cause because he's still young. He is still young, but I think they're not as much as it make, they make themselves look stupid. They're not stupid. And I think that they know that he is great and he doesn't need more seasoning. Um, like when they signed AJ Styles eight years ago, he debuted in the Royal Rumble. They didn't send him to NXT. And wow. so I don't think that they're Imagine that pop. It's yeah, so I don't think that and he can use the same music because it's just YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that he's gonna You I think don't...
0: they'd want him to use the same music though?
1: At least at first, Cody Rhodes had the same exact presentation when he came back. I mean he had the same entrance, he's mm-hmm. the same music. Mm-hmm. All right. They might give him another one, but I think at first they would probably have him had because the... I think they like that. And All right. they like to make it look like, see, we got him.
0: We should round out the rest of these predictions then.
1: Um, so I think that, uh, WWE, you know, as much as they're different and better under triple H, I think this whole, like they're trying to do this stuff with all Japan and like other international promotions and partner promotions. I think they're going to do like, t- and it seems like pretty successful. They had William Regal's son, Charlie Dempsey go to all Japan and wrestle with the triple crown heavyweight championship, their top title. Um, I think they're going to do like two more of these and then just stop. I don't like, it's cool that they're trying to do it. Uh, but I don't think that they care enough and I think they're just going to stop. And I think that they don't think that their audience cares that much. Maybe they'll do it with NXT, but I don't, I just don't see it continuing on. I mean, they had like Mickey James as the impact, uh, knockouts champion at the Royal Rumble two years ago. And then they just kind of stopped with that. So like, I just don't see it continuing. Okay. That's how WWE likes to do things. um, I think that AEW will feature more women this year. They will continue. They've already started the trend. They had like three women's matches yeah. on Dynamite. They had two women's matches. Or they had three women's matches at World's End. They had two or three women's matches on Dynamite. They had two women's matches on Rampage, which is only an hour. Yeah. Like half the matches were women's matches. I think they're, they're going were, to last continue. Week,
0: this, week's, this past Dynamite, seven women talked.
1: Yeah. Talked
0: into the like a, microphone.
1: It's like a kids in the hall sketch. It's
0: yeah, it's wild. It's it's mo- it's the more most women I've ever. There was a section because because uh, Mother Wayne got to start the Christian Cage you promo.
1: Boo, a mother.
0: Because of that, I yeah. think we went a good fifteen minutes with only women talking.
1: That's a good point because it was like Mariah May.
0: Yeah, it was Mariah May Deanna and Prazzo. being interviewed by Renee Paquette, Diana mm-hmm. Prazo. and then we went into. Did we go? Uh, did we do a Statlander promo right after that? Yeah, I
1: think there was something. There was something like that. I can't remember. It was like I a
0: Statlander promo, like and Ruby then Ruby Soho, maybe. Oh yeah, it was. Oh yeah, so- maybe there. it was Ruby Soho and Soraya, and then it was uh, into Mother Wayne yeah. opening the Christian Cage it thing. Was- and I was like, this is this is a lot of women in one Dynamite episode, and that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, let's finish out these predictions so we can move on. Uh,
1: I think I think this is the last one that I put. I think Swerve Strickland, another kind of a layup one. I think he will win the AEW World Title this year. I think uh, Samoa Joe is great. I would love to see Samoa Joe be champion for five years, but Swerve is very hot right now, and I also want him to win the title. And I think they should just pull the trigger on it.
0: I don't want to see anyone hold a title for five years. That'd be so boring.
1: Well, you're seeing it now. Norman I know,
0: yeah. and it's boring. And we're just talking about how he's. I know. It I know. I, know. I was anything.
1: exaggerating. But all right, fine. Let's not fight. Okay. The... We can well, fight too late. You, too week, late. We can fight viciously afterwards.
0: Too late. Um. um okay. Do you want
1: to? Do gossip corner. Sure. Uh, Kevin Dunn is leaving WWE, and he's like the Vince McMahon guy. He's been there since like the beginning of the like WrestleMania or mm-hmm. before, like the '80s. The story goes that he, like in the early '80s or something, saved. Uh, a bunch of WWF like tapes from like the tape library, like their master tapes from a fire.
0: Oh, that's nice. And
1: like, she was just like, so Vince McMahon was like, you're my guy for life. Aww. um, but you know i don't know he's a wwe executive so i, I don't know what kind of yeah. guy he's but anyway but he's i guess he's i should ah
0: vince mcmahon yeah his making it. i mean it's
1: kind of nice <laughs> you know he did you know he i never never saved anything from a fire um i'm not denouncing that but he was uh but yeah he's been there forever and it kind of made sense that once vince was gone that kevin dunn yeah. would. Or the, you know which he's also you know he's in his 60s so it's like mm-hmm. a normal retirement age um but I'd imagine he probably, you know, it's an executive position like that. You can probably do for a long time because you're like, oh, I'm not yeah. doing that much. But um, but yeah, so he's retired. It's a big deal. Yeah. And then uh, Maki Ito is injured. Oh, no. Yeah. There's no like specific injury that we know of. But she's said she's taking a break from wrestling. She said something like uh, like Tokyo Joshi Pro said that she's injured and she's not going to do U.S. States for a while. Uh, or any dates and she said something like i was so happy that everybody was enjoying my wrestling that i wanted to do it every day and now i realize i, I need to take a break um
0: well i hope she's healing quickly mm-hmm. all right
1: uh, what should we do now i think we'll just do the awards
0: okay time for the awards the award golden globes show.
1: it's the awards it's the go- It's
0: the golden globes of wrestling folks because those are on shows. tonight
1: oh the golden globes are on yeah tonight? As far as i know uh well i was we want to do promo of the week these are our golden globes
0: yeah that's what i'm saying
1: oh yeah anyway <laughs> uh do you want to go first promo I... of the week i'll go first my promo of the week there are a lot of strong ones i feel like i'm forgetting something really good but brian danielson's new japan promo so they do the backstage comments after every show that's mm-hmm. how they like do a lot of storyline stuff yeah in new japan and he was just saying he was going to tap out Zack Sabre Jr. And he just has like these this really good promo style where he's such a dick, but he's so, but he like is so honest and the stuff he says is like basically true. And he just curses so much in new Japan. Like he'll just say fuck a lot. And mm-hmm. it's so fun. Um, and it was, it was great. So seek so out those backstage comments. It's a great way to watch new year dash. Um, they usually subtitle them for the, the, like the Japanese wrestlers and stuff. Uh, or Chris Charlton will translate as they're saying it. Um, But yeah, that was my favorite promo of the week.
0: Um, My promo of the week, I actually have two. Well, I have one promo of the week and one bad promo of the week. Um, (gasps) Yeah. Uh, My promo of the week is Heather from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. Because her speech at the end of the season, outing Monica as this internet troll, is really, it's just art. And... It's a thing that you'll see being memed for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I, f- I firmly believe Documents, that. Documents, proof, <laughs> receipts, receipts, screenshots, thoughts. timeline. Uh, Yeah, so I think that is easily my promo of the week just because it was the most affecting thing I saw. <laughs> and my bad promo of the week. I'm going to do something really spicy here. Oh boy. This is an award. It's like a Razzie for what I think is the worst promo of the week. Oh God. And I'm giving it to the rock. <gasps> because that head of the table thing was so dumb.
1: It was very and the silly.
0: more I think about it, the more mad I get about it. <laughs> it
1: was very silly. It was like a blues clues.
0: Cause he was like out of nowhere. He's like, I'm going out to eat in San Diego tonight. Yeah. Should I sit? In a booth? Should the rock sit at the bar? Yeah, the rock likes a bar. Or should the rock sit at the head of the table? Which is to call out Roman Reigns, who sits at the head of the table. Mm-hmm. But it was the silliest possible way to get there. It had nothing to do with anything else he was saying. It was a complete non-sequitur.
1: Yeah, they could have not done any I of the general like
0: the way a human talks, right? That's the like when you ask to go... Like if if you were asking for advice about dinner, you wouldn't ask where you sit in the. You'd ask what rest. uh, It's just it's all of it was bad. I mean, and it made me mad. I understand that, John. It doesn't mean it's not bad.
1: He doesn't talk like a human.
0: Yeah, well, it's just bad, and it offends me the more I think about it because of the fact that the WWE does employ writers, as -hmm. you pointed out. He might not be using those writers, but he should. He should. And I say this as a person who's a very big fan of Dwayne Johnson, a person who has entertained the idea of voting for him for president. So I'm not saying this just to be a jerk. I'm saying it because it's
1: it needs to be said. Wow. Yeah. Strong words from Anne Victoria Clark. That's right. Back to you. Uh, that is, no, you're right. It's very silly. Like it was, I thought the whole segment was very whatever, because that's just a very WWE segment. Uh, that promo was i realized what he was doing like pretty much right when he started it and it did feel kind of cool when he said head of the table but it was such a silly way to get there it was so silly it was so silly it really was blues clues is the thing that comes to my mind it's like, like, the thing, should it's the like, rock sit at the bar
0: no because the goal of that moment is you want people to not know what's coming but you want them to have that realization when you say it so you have to be kind of clever on how you get there but this was not clever this was just like i'm just going to say a string of words that have like nothing to do with anything that are going to confuse the hell out of everybody and then say the sentence i need to say right and that's just cheating that's not that's not good writing that's cheating
1: well the rock was a heel for many years yeah um all right well all right match of the week uh, match of the week, there were a lot of really great matches. I'm yeah. very torn on which one I should pick. You go first.
0: All right. Mine was easy. Uh, Mariah May and Queen Aminata, which was a squash match technically, but it it lasted a good long while. And much. it was probably one of the coolest things I've seen in my life. Like it was, because I'll be honest, I'd never seen Mariah May wrestle mm-hmm as I'm sure many AEW fans who don't watch Stardom have not seen Mariah May wrestle. Um, and I had a, 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 an image of Mariah May in my head mm-hmm. of being kind of a little, I don't know how you would say it, sugar puff? Like a little like... Like a biz? Like, uh, Yeah, I was like, this is a very attractive woman. She doesn't have to do much else, so I doubt she does. Yeah. You know, kind of that She's implicit bias. Bi- yeah. I have a very strong implicit bias against hot people. I'll be honest. Like, if I see someone who's oh, very so good- mean to me, yeah, we- <laughs> see someone is really, really hot. I assume they can do almost nothing else because yeah. being hot is very—it's a full-time job. Yeah. Um, but Mariah May and Queen Amanada beat the ever-loving snot out of each other, and it rocked. Like, it wasn't like a thing where I was like worried about them. It just looked badass because they're—they're they're both very good-looking people, and so it's just—it was kind of like just like watching like a clash of titans you know what i mean yeah. like it was like watching amazon's fight like yeah. watching like it was like watching one it was like the way watching wonder woman is supposed to make you feel but mm. sometimes it doesn't because of various uh failings but like it's that vibe of wonder woman this is awesome you
1: edit the wonder woman music like the uh you know that one from batman versus superman oh yeah (inaudible) Yeah. i would know it if you heard it i
0: know it because i listen to it sometimes
1: yeah whoa
0: for fun because i love that um yeah but it it was very much that vibe and it was just really awesome and queen aminata was great and Mm -hmm. definitely should be booked more
1: i think she's she's returning from an injury i think is why maybe she hasn't been around but i think she'll be on quite a bit more
0: yeah i like i i tweeted this but i would watch those women fight for like an hour i would i would that was great it was fight just great i mean they were they were stiff like yeah. they were hitting each other i mean yeah it was like what like they don't have to do this yeah. they don't have to do this
1: it was great i was really <laughs> impressed i mean not that i didn't think mariah may would be great i just had also not seen her that much uh-huh. um but coming from stardom you know, you're not going to be screwing around. And it's great. Cause she also did a promo afterwards and she had like great, pre- she's just like a total package star. She, yeah, look, everything's
0: like, I, I was like, this like, signing was the, brilliant. Yeah. Was great.
1: And then they had Deanna Perazzo come out and I was like, yes, mm-hmm. this is another one. And there's rumors that Mercedes might still go there. And I'm like, pay her whatever you want. Cause again, mm-hmm. we need to have women featured more on the show. And part of that would help with that is paying somebody so much that you can't afford to not use them. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's move forward. Oh, no. Well, I guess I still have to pick my match of the week. Oh, right. So, boy, (laughs) I'm going to... Oh, boy. This is so hard. I guess I'll pick this one because I was there, and I love these guys, and I'm really proud of them. Um, Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage. And there was fire. And they did fire, and it was so great, and it was like meaningful to me personally to see them do well. So, it was really great. The honorable mention was Brian Danielson versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom because just a perfect match, and they they got to make up for the the last match was great, but he didn't break his arm halfway through. But Cope, Cope and Krish. great, Chris, I liked that match too because of the fire. It was
0: pretty cool. Yeah, Uh, Yeah.
1: Uh, outfit of the week. I'll go first. Uh, El Desperado at Wrestle Kingdom. He had like a red. Usually, all this stuff is like black and white. This time he had like a black and red mask and it looked really cool. And also it made him look like he was in the NWO wolf pack. Like the way sting used to change his makeup from uh, black and white to red and black was was very cool. So check out El Desperado. I'm sad. He didn't get his mask ripped off. It's always fun when he takes his mask off, but he didn't do it this time.
0: Mine. uh, Ironically, even though there were so many women uh, this week, I picked a dude. I picked Darby Allen at world's end because he had a cool coat. Did. He, did cool he came out in a really cool looking coat with a cool design on it. It looked mm. expensive, honestly. I um, like.
1: I like that Sting comes out in just like a very normal like spring jacket. <laughs> He's just like that. Like he just wore his regular. Yeah, jacket it looks like
0: it's from months. Lands End or something. Yeah, and... like,
1: wore his regular jacket out once. They were like, hey, "Keep it." Yeah.
0: Whereas Darby's, Darby looked. He looked high fashion yeah. in his coat. He looked like he was on a runway, which he does sometimes. He has that like seriousness of a runway model.
1: Yeah. Um. I had a note here for this. Yeah, I feel like I've been watching WWE a little bit here and there. I feel like the they're, they've gotten to a point, and maybe this is like the performance center, and why I get annoyed when some people compare other promotions to them, be like, oh, they're not as, like, mm-hmm. you aren't as toned or whatever. It's just like, yeah, because they don't have a full, like, NBA-level fitness center <laughs> that is mm-hmm. available to them at whatever, but, um, and, like, nutritionists and stuff. But it's like, uh, and everybody's great. Everybody looks great. But... People are starting to look fake in WWE. Like I've noticed, a lot of the men have like, would appear to be like painted beards. Like the beards. Do you are... think
0: they're filling in the beards to avoid like
1: they, patchiness? They might be doing that, and it's like, it's not just that they're shaved perfectly. It's just like, it just feels like everyone has like a fakeness to them that is, like everybody's too, too done up, glam. Almost too glammed and it's just like but to the not that they really look overly it's just like they're starting to look artificial it's almost like an uncanny valley
0: you think that do you think that wwe replaced all their wrestlers with ai
1: that would be if anybody was gonna do it if anybody figures out how to use ai instead of wrestlers wwe will <laughs> they will be the first ones to do it yeah but uh, that was that all
0: right shock of the week
1: I guess I'll do mine. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Nick Nemeth and Ryan Nemeth. Big Nick Nemeth and little Ryan Nemeth showing up at New Japan Wrestle Kingdom. Because I did not... Because usually, you know, I hear a lot of things that are going to happen and it still might be surprising when somebody shows up. Like Adam Copeland showing up. We all kind of knew it might happen, but it was still cool. But I had no... You know, we knew that Nick Nemeth was going to show up somewhere, but I just didn't think it would be New Japan. And I was very excited because I was like... I loved Dolph Ziggler, and, uh, you know, the last couple of years were very whatever, because you knew that he was kind of, like, turned off, mm-hmm. basically, and he was just, like, kind of on autopilot, um, and to know that he's going to New Japan is like, oh, this is a place where he's really going to, it feels like he's going to want to try here, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited, and he was very cool in the press conference afterward, and I like that he, he brought Ryan with him. Yeah. You know, and I hope they... We love to see
0: our friend Ryan Nemeth. Yeah uh mine my shock of the week is uh the virtuoso diana perrazzo mm-hmm. debuting on aaw suddenly because it's not it first you think you're just seeing the new sign signee mariah may mm-hmm. you know wrestle her first match but actually there's another female signee mm-hmm. uh, and as you were saying earlier it's pretty exciting to see them sign two major female talents at once yep because it's, it signifies that they might be investing more in their women's division, which yep. is long, long overdue.
1: And I think uh, Diana Peraza was a big get because she had kind of done everything that she could do in Impact. Yeah. Uh, and I think this was a good idea on her part to shift over someplace else.
0: And at this point, uh, it means we have more than one women's storyline happening at once, yes. which and is some,
1: exciting. Some that are not involved. There's like three. And some that are not involving championships, which is right. not so big. There's deal.
0: like three women's storylines happening right and now.
1: And it's not that I don't like love the women's titles it's just that when you're only doing stories about the championships it feels like well we're just going to do this because we have to because we have the title right and it's like you're not thinking of other and this allows you to develop other people yes yeah um and so when they go for a championship it's more meaningful Uh which is also why i like that there is a mid-card women's championship and like a higher level one um and it also makes me feel good about aew's women's division because diana perazzo is like a high level women's wrestler and makes me think that she has faith mm-hmm. in them yeah, using her well and doing things. Uh, so that is why I feel good about that. Yeah, uh, that's why
0: you picked it as your shock of the week, right? That's right.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Because I'd heard, I'd read about it. That's why. If she, if I had not read that she was likely to go there, I would have been probably more shocked. I was surprised. It was a surprise of the week, but I was not a shock of the week.
0: You weren't as shocked as you were to see Ryan Nemeth in Japan.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, Okay, nerd fantasy
0: booking, go. Uh, Was it just all the predictions you did?
1: Yeah, I didn't think of one. I figured I would just do that, and I couldn't think of another Mm, one. All
0: right. Uh, Well, mine is that uh, my nerd fantasy booking, and remind you, this section is supposed to be us uh, engaging with our wildest wrestling fantasies, and mine is that AEW just goes all girl. It's mercedes Monet, Deanna Perrazzo, Mariah May, Tony Storm,
1: uh,
0: Ruby Soho, uh, Riho, uh, I would love Maki Ito to not be injured anymore, so she can come back. Emi yeah. Sakura, like I just want to see all these women just fighting every week. Like, I like. Remember when I had the wild hope that Collision would be an all women's show?
1: <laughs> yeah, you idiot.
0: Wouldn't that be awesome?
1: It would again, be very like, cool.
0: We've talked before about how the best, one of the best wrestling shows we've watched was Women of Wrestling in the first couple seasons of it, yeah, it on Pluto funny. on Pluto TV. You can watch it on Pluto. It was an hour long, and I think it's changed since these early days. But yeah, I will it say was just
1: early ones are the ones you yeah. Not to disparage anybody on there now, but but I mean,
0: like it was an hour long, and it was great. Yeah.
1: And uh, and you I think back, Kiera Hogan in that one episode, than in her like several years in AEW.
0: Yeah, I think if AEW would invest in one of their three shows becoming like an hour, an hour maybe an hour and a half, not even, uh, show that's just focused on the women, I think that would be a big deal. Me too. Look, I don't know how it'll sell. I don't know how it'll be viewed. I don't know if wrestling fans will show up for it. I'm famously not very bullish on <laughs> wrestling yeah. fan uh, feminism, but
1: I mean, you just told them they smelled. I
0: did. I did. They and now they're going to, now they're going to be like, this is why we shouldn't let women come to the shows. Cause they, they care about, smell. they care about things like body odor. Um,
1: that guy didn't, She didn't even notice.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Well, and know, so that's my nerd fantasy booking. Well,
1: you know what they said in Wayne's World 2. If you book it, they will come. No, the bands are here. Uh, I mean,
0: because it's there. Like, I will. I just want to share this real quick. At AEW World's End, when I was waiting in the VIP line for my snacks for half an hour, um, there were a couple girls in front of me who were very upset about the wait because they heard, they heard the Miro match end. And then they started just fully panicking because they knew Tony Storm was next, oh, no. and they were like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And so they just put their chips back, didn't get their snacks, and just ran back Aww. out onto the floor. That's
1: very sweet. You no,
0: know, it was super sweet. But it's like one of those moments where I'm like, "Yeah, these fans freaking exist, yeah. right?" And some of exactly. not ever, not all of them have found this place yet because if you don't have it as your main thing, yeah, it can be hard to find.
1: And Tony Storm is probably permeating it because she's like probably doing well on social media. Yeah.
0: But it was really heartwarming to see these female fans who were very, um, you know, more more willing to run back to their seats than I was at that point. Um, but you know, you don't care, really. well, I didn't realize what what was going on until I heard Tony Storm's music, and I was like, oh, dang it! But
1: <laughs> anyway, I will say I did think of one. My I I thought of oh, a fantasy booking. Yeah, I hope that okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, wrestles at WrestleMania and he brings his cat Poncho with him. Oh and the cat sits, just sits in the corner and sleeps. I or think he sits on the turnbuckle pad <laughs> and just like looks at them. I'll do
0: you one better. What if what if MJF brings his cat, whose name escapes me, back with him when he returns to AW? That'd be great. And his cat is his sidekick.
1: Bret Hart did a little promo in WCW where he was like upset that he was there and he's like, I wish it was at home with my cat right now. <laughs> great.
0: Yeah, that's what MJF used to do on Twitter all the time. Anyway, that's all we got. Um, Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.